The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Broadcasting live from the Toscano Cigar Soundstage in Salem, New Hampshire, USA. And broadcasting around the world, this is the Cigar Authority. Transmitting since 2010, the Cigar Authority is the longest-lasting cigar podcast ever. Grab a cigar and light them up, light them up, light them up. This is the Cigar Authority. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Saturday, October 7, 2023. We had a big event last weekend. We have a lot to talk about about that, and we'll do that on the second half of the show. But one year ago, sirens blazed in the Dominican Republic as the William Ventura Cigar Factory burned to the ground. Our guest, Henderson Ventura from Adventura and the William Ventura Cigar Factory, survived, and they are rebuilding one cigar at a time. Um, we will relive the past and talk about the future. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And you are listening to the Cigar Authority, now in its 14th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. And you catch podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. And with us for the first time on the show, glad to have him here. We had him actually planned a year ago to come here, but finally he is back. Uh, I worked with his dad for many years ago. Many years ago, we worked together. I hope to be working in a bigger uh, uh, capacity. Way, capacity with him, uh, with his sons, uh, Soon, they uh, originally did the Studio 21 for us uh, way back when in the brand Classic, when you hit a Classic three-way. That came from them, too, the, a great low-price bundle. But with us is Henderson Ventura. Thanks for coming. Thank you, Dave, man. I'm really excited to be here. You know, this is uh, a very special moment for me. First time here in, in the New Hampshire area. Yes. Uh, our first time in two guys to uh, a smoke shop also. yeah so thank right. you for the opportunity man right and you spent the day with us yesterday and yesterday and you've seen all three stores yes yeah good yeah. good all right and and you've been Sorry. going around though you've been, <coughs> you've been going around the country looking at stores and visiting for a couple of years now yeah yeah we are starting 2019 to travel all around the united states so uh i will say Last year after the fire, we stopped uh, all the trips we have sure? for a while. So yeah. I just been this year doing like uh, the trade shows and we did uh, a couple events in the last month. We so we're making like a kind of a, a slowly come back yeah. into the role. We were booked, I believe, <clears throat> um, two weeks after uh, the fire happened. We, we had already booked it. You were coming up, and uh, yep. I, I remember getting the call, and you apologized, and I said, don't even think about it. Yeah. Don't even talk to me. You take care of uh, what, what's going over there, uh, which was like the hor most horrible thing of hearing that story. We'll get into that, but uh, let's light up a cigar uh, to start things off. What do we have, Jonathan? Uh, today we're going to smoke, and it is part of the Cigar Authority care package, so you smoke it along with us, the Adventura Barbarojo Corona at 6x44. The Adventura Barbarojo 
Zohoa. Barba Roja. That's what he tried to say. Yeah. Barba invasion. invasion. Uh, is the follow-up to the King's Gold and the Queen's Pearl. This next chapter features a Mexican San Andreas wrapper over Dominican binders and fillers. It is very balanced and showcases the extraordinary talents in the master blenders at Adventura Cigars. A single is going to set you back $13.39, while a box of 20 is $237.99, dropping the single price down to only $11.90. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. There we go. So uh, this, whatever word that is, means what? What does it mean? Barbarojas? Yes. That's uh, used to be a pirate. Okay. Uh, that's a red beer. Barba, oh, the red Barba beer, the Roja. pirate. Red beer. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, so this is all nautical themed or all pirate themed? Yeah, that's a pirate themed. Jonathan always wanted to be a pirate, huh? Sometimes in Halloween, I dress yes. up as a pirate. Do you have a puffy shirt? Yeah. Oh, I do. Yeah, I have the Seinfeld puffy shirt. Is it a thing for you? Did you like pirates? Uh, I mean, the whole story with Adventura brand is more attached to how everything started with the cigar industry. So the first chapter, as we call it, is started when the Europeans started to explore, then navigate, yes. and they got into the American continent, the Dominican, Cuban island. And and they conquered the land. Yep. And and then they have the royal return when they started to bring back the goods back to the old war. Yeah. And that's why we have the lines. The first chapter is covered by four lines. That is the explorer, the navigator, the conqueror, and the royal return. The royal return have two blends. One is the queen's pearl. That is a gift for the queen. And the king's gold. That is a gift for the king. Yeah. Then we finished the the first chapter, and we were in more like a, what happened into all the uh, navigation and the and the pirate things, you know, back in the days in the yeah. old times. So it was we were more fictitious, more pirate theme, you know. So now the first line out of the second chapter is the Barbarroja invasion, and the sec and the second line. That is everything's gonna match. It's gonna come later next year. All right. So, so, so we can even guess of the future if you read the book and you follow history. Yeah. Here's, here's the next thing that, that you you set sail for New Hampshire and you go on the Cigar Authority and. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you name one of the sizes after me, we're good. There we go. All right, let's light it up. It's time to cut our cigar official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. So we have an unfinished foot here. Do you like that? The foot is not trimmed. No, I, I like that. Yeah. Uh, I think it's different. Yeah. Uh, it also is a little tricky on the manufacturing side because uh, when you leave the closed foot, it, it takes longer to age because you hold the humidity right, into sure. the filler. Uh, but it also gives like that rustic look more into the theme that we're trying to create that is more Barbaroja. You know, more it looks rustic. like the frills on my pirate shirt. Is that? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, what we, I mean, every blend that we make, we trying to match the concept of the of the line, and and with this blend, we try and 
on the blend wise to be a little bit more aggressive, uh, more sharp, you know, and also more aggressive to the previous blend that we did for Aventura. So that represents the character of the Barbarroja. Yeah. Now, invasion. I was listening to you talk to a customer today and telling them that your taste profile is more mild in Connecticut. No, uh, the opposite. So, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it's more medium, but uh, we have a lot of flavor and kind No, of this I understand, but your personal. You like Connecticut cigars? Personal. I don't like Connecticut cigars. You cigar, don't? No. Oh, I misunderstood. No, not, so I'm he saying, was on the wrong year. I think. All right. Yeah, so I was saying that I'm not a Connecticut guy. and Oh, you're not a Connecticut guy. Yeah, but oh. I, we feel like we, we're missing uh, a Connecticut cigar in the portfolio. And a lot of people ask me for Connecticut. Sure. Well. And also, Connecticut is uh, one of the biggest sellers in the whole market. For sure. sure. So, uh, in, in my time, when it comes like, to make a Connecticut cigar, I wanted to do something for the Aventura aficionado. And most of the Aventura aficionado are more cigar geek and people that are hunting for boutique cigars. Yeah. And those people enjoy more like a Habana, Corojo, uh, more Maduro cigar. So I wanted to create a cigar for people like us that are not really into Connecticut profile that could be he able to enjoy us. that cigar. Like this. It's yes. Us. Yeah. So You're over there. Right. We're over here. Because I like so Connecticut. We're using the wrapper that we're using on the Queensbird, the Connecticut, is either for over three years. And so you don't get any bitterness on the lips when you yeah. get the cigar and the cold draw. And also, is uh, we're using like 50% Ligero in a Connecticut blend that have a, a lot of character. You have like a nice spice. You have a lot of body. But at the same time, it has the smoothness that you spat into a Connecticut cigar. So that's what is the special thing about that right. Queen's Burr. All right. We got, a, we got another 50 minutes to sell your Adventura. Let me yes. sell a lighter for a second. Uh, we're going to light our cigar today with the Mechanic by Vertigo. The Mechanic by Vertigo features single action, three jets, Fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. At the bottom, you have a flip-out bullet punch. And on the side, not only do you have a fuel window. I don't have fingernails. Here we go. But you have this pokey thing. This pokey thing is important. Pokey thing. It's a pokey thing. It's Pokemon? A, it's not quite patented yet. I'm working on right. what their patented name for this is going to be. Uh, but you could call it a draw enhancer or uh, some sort of... I don't like the term roach clip because it makes it sound like we're smoking the weeds. But... You could use it for that. Or some mechanical thing, because it's called a mechanic. Mm. I don't could know you, could what you, could mechanical you problem. Your, sp your spark plugs, you could uh, gap, your, gap your spark plugs. Yeah, let's, do, let's say that you can, uh, just on your lawnmower, if you have a Honda, uh, yeah. push mower, 50 cc's or under, you could gap the spark plug. There we go. <laughs> there we are. And that's perfect. So uh, you're a young man, but you've been in the cigar business a lot of years already. Yeah, uh, I started to work in the cigar business when I was 17, in 2007. That's what, that was the day that we opened Tabacalera William Ventura. Okay. In 2007, May 15, 2007. So I started to, uh, first. What was it before that? Before that, uh, my dad used to have a, a, a partnership with a, a friend of him, and okay. they have another factory that was called Don Leoncio. Yes, and but I always knew William Ventura, and I always called it William Ventura's Cigar Factory. Yeah. So I named it years before <laughs> the guys named William Ventura. But that, that's who I knew. Your dad was with Davidoff before. Yes. Yeah, So uh, and, and you were saying that you 
early days, you remember uh, going into those factories yes. and, and thing. Yeah. So uh, um, listen, it's it, it's a short time, but for you, it's it's your whole life of been there. But you've been talking tobacco with me like a master blender, like a master blender already. And the word is in the streets and. Correct me if I'm wrong, that you are the youngest master blender. Um, probably can be. I mean, yeah. I don't know many people that have been uh, that focused into the cigar manufacturing from my age. Yes. So now you, you seem like a son of the new generation getting into the factories. Uh, but yeah, I started when I was 17. By that time, I didn't see many young guys like... Uh, Working with tobacco. Yeah. Like that. Listen, I went. I went up to your factory before it burned down, mm-hmm. and you guys, you and your brothers, mm-hmm. were were so excited of your cigars that you had. You know, you not here's some cigars for you to sample of what, but truly excited. You know, some of the old guys. Well, here they are. They're over here. It's just like you know they've been doing it for so long. But the passion that that's already there for you guys. You're you're really into it, and that's who I want to work with. That's who cigar. If you are excited about the cigar, I wanted to try what you were excited about. All the way up until I was getting in the car, I was leaving, and you come running out with more cigars. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sitting in the in the passenger seat, and you, and you come running out, and you say, "Oh no, I want you to try these too." I mean, really excited about now. About so it. You, you do get excited about blends, and my question to you is, um, and I I don't mean this in a disrespectful way in any way, uh, where you did have the fire. Do you plan in the future to use fire cured tobacco? To uh, can you let me finish the question? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as a as a nod or as a an homage to the fact that you did have the struggle of the factory, and here is a cigar that points directly at it, uh, and and the company that I would point to is Padron, which has a a hallway of all the failures that they had for their entire career in the cigar business. And wouldn't that be a nice way because fire-cured tobacco is readily available? And I think the consumer would appreciate that nod. Uh, I didn't have any plan to make any cigar <laughs> with fire-cured tobacco because of fire. Yeah. But <laughs> actually, yeah, I, I, I try it. You know, I did some blends back in the day. It's very curious that you asked that. And, and now you asking that, like, it just come to my mind. That when the factory burned down, the only cigars that I have in my house was some samples that I did with fire cut tobacco. And I have like <laughs> really? a 10 cigar left. And it took me like almost a year to smoke like a one by one, one of those cigars because they were aged, they were good, they were different. And, and that can be something that can work probably in the future. <laughs> huh. I never because used it, that blend it, before. It, it connects the dots for you, and also that is a tobacco that is uh, sought after by the consumer. So there's a handful of cigars that do it. There's only maybe one or two that do it well, and I think with the the way that you blend, I think you do it well. Uh, that, that, that blend that I did was pretty good. It was mm. pretty good. I can tell you that was an amazing cigar, and, and it has something different to offer. Well, Jonathan, be careful of Henderson Ventura there because he's much more like me in the creativeness that something comes and he, he actually does it. 
you know his boxes. You open the box, and it talks to you. Yes. Do you remember the conversation? Do you remember the humidor? Yes, of, I do. I made a humidor, and I was going to come up with a line of humidors that actually talk to you, the person that bought it that would be pre-programmed. And if you bought one, and so, or somebody bought it for you as a gift and said, this is for Henderson, it would open up and say, welcome, Henderson, to your humidor. And it would talk to you. And I had all these things that yeah. I bought, all the parts, and I was messing around with it. I go to the trade show years later. I go to your booth, and the box opens up, and it makes the noise and everything. <laughs> and I go, wow, this is cool. I have to have it because I'm so into that kind of creativity of somebody end up doing it. On the top of your box is a hologram that's on there. And depending on how you look at it, the band underneath the other band. I mean, he's all about this stuff. So you're going to say something to him. So be careful. I hope he does it. Because he'll do these things. This is so not your dad. I don't know about your brothers, but this is you. that want to say, I want to do this different than everybody else is doing. This it. is not me. This is us. And and us, I mean Adventura. Okay. Adventura is a separate company to my family. Yeah. Uh, that I have a partner that is called Marcel Noble. Yep. Uh, Marcel is a, is a cigar retailer in Switzerland, and he's a, a wine sommelier also. And this guy, I met this guy in 2015, and and we click immediately. Uh, this guy have a brand and a creativity that is amazing. Uh, we both work into the creation of every packaging we do, but all the crazy ideas mostly come from him. Really? Yep. All right, I got to hook uh, up with I, him. I, 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 my job is like all the crazy idea, how to apply that in a way that works. Yeah. Oh, so you're the me in that company. I mean, I don't know what exactly you do in the company. It's Nobody just, does. No, <laughs> no one does. I do whatever has to be done. It's just like we have an amazing team. But uh, you, didn't put, you didn't push back from that. He says, okay, we're going to make it. And you say, okay. I, I, the first fight that we have into a creation, it was with the Conqueror box. With the cigar on the top? That he wanted to create a boat. Yes. The box is expensive. We use a lot of wood. It's solid wood. And in the shaping of, of, of a boat, how are we going to put that into a, a, a shelf? Yes. And so I was like, I'm not agree. But as I've been working with all guys that always limit myself to put any crazy idea together, let me let you do your stuff. Because I've been lost into tobacco, lost in a cigar factory, and maybe I'm missing something. So let's try. But I don't think it can work. We released a cigar. Everyone went crazy about the boxes. It was like a, this guy. You have to it. listen to a retailer because you see in, in our store, you've been all to three stores, lots and lots of cigars. Why would one stand out from the other? They're all square boxes. You know, LFD made a round box. Um, Lenox. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you can't even get it. They come in and they, they're gone that fast. It happened to Oliva. Oliva got on the map because they came out with a box that wasn't quite round. It actually looked like a toilet seat of the way it, it was. And or, to or, me, negative, but yeah. it sold. And Outside it put them of the box, Leaf by Oscar. Right. You know, the packaging right. is different. Yeah. Than that. 
obviously the cigar has to perform. So you make the package to get attention. The person tries the cigar. Now, the cigar, it's either one and done, unless it's a limited release. But that cigar continues to come out, and it better be good, or else it's one and done, and that's it. So it's your job to make sure the goods inside the boat is good. Yep. And uh, he knows that he could get attention in the cigar shop that somebody's going to look at that and, well, I got to try it, right? You, yep. you have to try it. When you walked by your box to talk to you, that all of a sudden it made a noise, mm-hmm. you have to try it, right? Have your to. eye go over and you say, I have to try it. So he's I'll pay the price. Yeah, or we'll pay, pay the, the price, price right? <laughs> um, you know, when we introduce a new cigar at the store, we put it on those display cases you see on the ground that are open yep. uh, to the public. And at nighttime, we close them. We put a humidifier pack or we put it into, back into the humidor. And the next morning, we open them up. And we open them up, and it's if there's somebody in the store, my God, <laughs> because it's rah, 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 rah as it goes on. And they, what the hell is going on here? And uh, was it you that was telling me somebody put it in the bathroom, right? There's a store that has it in the bathroom. You walk by, you go, you open the bathroom door, and the thing screams at you. It's awesome shit, man. That's out of the box, legitimately out of the box thinking that's going on there. So packaging is is uh, really good. Um, but go, let's go back to September 26, 2022. Um, your family has the, the factory in the Dominican Republic. You guys uh, uh, are the talk of the town, by the way, at the trade show because it was that packaging plus the um, limited release cigar that you put out. Uh, La Girona. Yeah. Which, by the way, very interesting story of something I never heard. It's part of your culture. You guys know that story? Yeah. And we never heard it. And then we got to tell the story to people, and here's the story of that. I I went on record to say, okay, let's let's watch this company yeah. because uh, Adventura is going to go crazy here right now. This is the, the hot one at the trade show. Everybody was around. It was almost like a press conference that you you had in there. You guys were just ready to pop, and in the biggest way, I had you scheduled two weeks from now. The fire happens. Fire happens. What the hell happened? I don't know, man. Uh, it just uh, the same. Is 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 a crazy story for me. It's a crazy memory for me uh, because uh, you know my family the yeah. whole life. I I remember you coming with Mike Cusano yeah. back in two thousand seven, eight, around there. Uh and um since the beginning that I started to work with cigar, my inspiration for cigar was like a, to create our family brand, you know, uh or my own brand that I can because the thing if one thing is to make cigar and one thing is like a, to get people to appreciate what you do with love and passion. Yeah. So, and the best way to get that is to create a brand because you can make cigar, you know, for private labels, but a lot of people miss, you know, who is behind the cigar. The, 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 the person who has a brand made, I know who you are, but my customer had no idea. No who, idea. Who, right. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, in 2019, uh, 2016, I started with Adventura. It was more in Europe. 2019... We introduced Adventure into the United States. I started traveling uh, with Adrian and the sales guys. Oh, how many years before you came to the U.S.? 
uh, three years. Three years over there, and then which is a lot of times the opposite of what happens. But yeah, uh, because he's there, he said, "I can, I can launch this." There was two reasons. First of all, um, there was the connection of the story. You know, European and American mm. continent. He's from there. Uh, and also, we want to do a slow progress with the brand. Because it's not the same like to create a great product and get into the United States. It's a different animal. It's, an, it's not the same reception. It's not the same introduction. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of money. It takes a lot of traveling into the United States. It's a huge country. It's a big investment of different marketing and swag and samples, mm. you know, to introduce a cigar in the United States. I was like 26 years old. Uh, it, it doesn't mean that I'm not a guy that is made already. You know, right. I'm making my way. So I was trying to get like a, the easy investment, you know, to introduce a brand. And then we slowly grew up a portfolio. And we slowly grew up a recognition in, in the European uh, market that is not that big as United States. And that also create like a kind of attention of people looking at that cigar that is kind of popping in Europe. And some people were, were like uh, trying to hunt that cigar. People try, they, they, or, or they tried the cigar in Europe or they tried the cigar in the Dominican Republic. And they were like, where I can find the cigar in the States. So in 2016, I put just like maybe three stores that were a friend of mine that carry the cigar, but we're like quiet, not much marketing, not much noise. 2019, uh, we did the PCA. That was the first time. First time. Uh, and and then after that, we, COVID happened. COVID happened. Yeah. I have the Royal Return. That was my, my cigar that I wanted to release like uh, with introduction of the brand in the States. Uh, we hold because aging, and then it was planned to be released uh, for the next trade show. COVID happened, and I decided to, to I have the cigar age already, so I decided to launch the cigar in September, right when everything started to slowly up and up. Yeah, in 2020, and first plane coming out of Santiago to United States, I jump in, and I started to promote the cigar. Um. Uh, it took me, on the beginning that year that we introduced the brand, people were like, uh, uh, you know, it's good, but it's a little bit pricey. Uh, nobody knows the brand, this and that. Uh, and I told to the guys, like, listen, I have two killers here. I have two cigars that are going to be, I spent two years blending those cigars. It's going to be like the best Connecticut ever you're going to have. And they're going to be the best Maduro ever you're going to have. And they were like excited, and, but they were like asking me for like, a, we need like a lower price point so we can compete and introduce a brand. I was like, nope. I'm looking forward to compete with quality and greatness, not with price. That's a smart play. And, and they were like, all oh, right, this guy, like, he yeah. thinks it's that easy. <laughs> we introduced at, at the Royal Return, we have a middle tree success with a line we could keep it and everything started to pop up with Aventura those two cigars kind of put Aventura into the map in the United States 
And then we did Barbaro had uh, in 2000. We spent two years to release any new cigars because the hype behind those two cigars was so good. And and we have like a barcoded things with uh, with the King's Gold because it was a limited edition, but it was a limited batch of cigar. Yeah. What, that we put up four or five batch a year. That's it. And and we were kind of hot, you know, getting hot. So 2022, we introduced Barbarroja and La Llorona. The La Llorona was a cigar that was made exclusive for elite account and just 25 account all around the United States. That was it? Yeah. Oh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> had those cigars. And that was like a, for the people that support more aventura around the country. So we need a big brand that can do a lot of things with swag and discount, and we don't want to discount cigar and none of that. But in some way, we want to give back something special to the retail that support Aventura. And that, that was our way to creating a special cigar for those accounts that, you know, support Aventura big time. And, and that's what we did, give exclusivity. And that was the most successful cigar ever that I, I introduced into into the line. Box of ten. Box of in, ten. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was an, a special cigar. It is a special cigar, and we sold out in two days. And I think every shop all around the United States was allowed like maximum two weeks out of that product. Yeah. And this is the one with the two bands on it. That's the one with the yeah. two bands. You took one off. There, there was the um, pirate, and then there's this skull. Yeah, of the very, very interesting. Marcel did that. Marcel did that. Very good. Yeah. Very good. No, he's uh, he's so good on that. Yeah. So then, like, uh, we were like, uh, we made it. Like we made it. Like uh, we finally have the attention of the people. We growing up. Uh, we were all excited. We have new projects coming in this year also. And I stopped traveling after the trade show because I have so much going on in the factory that I say, like, I need to work at least 16, 18 hours with my people, get things done, and make sure that everything goes right. And one day, morning, morning, four in the morning, I get the call. Oh, my God. Factory is is getting burned down, and we're like, "What? We're yeah, we're here in front of the factory. The factory is burning down." I jump in my car, got there on my way to the factory. I saw the sky all red. I was like, "Wow, this is serious." <laughs> and when I saw like a uh, the fire linking every corner of the factory, which was like a uh, the world shut down for me. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. I didn't think that much about like. On that moment, what comes to me is not like, uh, like, oh, we're losing tobacco, we're losing money. It was like I have so much going on. Yeah, I have so many great cigars that we're gonna put out. Uh, was it gonna be about all the compromise that I, we have with our clients? Like, like, yeah, all like, the plans are gone. All the plans are gone, and I crash. Um. At the same time, it was a crash like for a half a day in the afternoon. I was back on my feet, you know, and trying to make move and figure out what we're going to do to uh, start production. Yeah. Yeah. And you put a nice press release out there to say we're not quitting. We're starting up again. 
We're not going to go, whatever. Because especially a young guy like you that would say, you know something, somebody's telling me something. Screw it. Let me go on to the different business I thought about or whatever. But no, I'm going to start again. And this is going to be part. This is going to go with you for the move you made at that point stays with you for the rest of your life. But the only way to make a diamond in nature is intense pressure and intense heat. And you also have to have the raw materials. And you believe that you have the raw materials within you and your team. So that intense pressure and that intense heat isn't going to be a bad thing long term. It's going to be a good thing. Right. I think the the thing is, like, we are one of the very few Dominican uh, factory owners that can be able to put up, you know, a pop-up with a cigar brand in the in the market. And... And my family been and my whole family been in the cigar industry for life, so that's what we do for life. Right. And and I feel like I have a purpose in life into the cigar industry, and I have the determination that I want to make my way up to um, have a recognized brand, you know, of one of those legacy brands out of the Dominican Republic. Yeah. And and I feel like uh, I was like God. I don't know if he he you doing that on purpose or what. I, I'm getting through this. He has his ways. I, whatever. I, I get into this. I get into this, and I have to keep going. I yeah. have nothing else. And and you, and your folks stayed with you. You guys stay with Adrian Acosta's in the audience over here, and he was with you from the beginning, and he's he's still here with you now. They didn't go run. They believe in you and say, "Okay, let's start again." Uh, we we have we always say, uh, "In we believe in Aventura, in Aventura we trust and we're here to stay." There we go. The, that was our thing, the whole time, because most of the boutique brands they come and go, right? And and we not another boutique brand. We are a family uh, cigar maker. And and we know what we're doing, and we have passion, we have love for cigar. Uh, the thing when I get excited, you know, like I try and try this blend, try this, try that, is because we put every effort every day, you know, trying to create something amazing and great, and and we want to share that passion, and and we adventure. Uh, I mean, it was like uh, my baby to put all the knowledges that I got in the last 18 years into a cigar. Yeah. And I always trying to do everything right, not taking shortcut, uh, improving everything that I learned before. And two years ago, I started to grow tobacco, establish my own farm, started to do my own process. Uh, because I wanted to control the whole process, correct? To the, to, so I can warranty a better quality tobacco, better quality cigar, more consistency on the cigar. So I I, I was building a, a a good platform 
and a strong platform to make my way up, you know, to uh, one of those brands. Jesus right. Christ, you asked the guy one fucking question. That's he it. He shot up this for is, half an hour. This is passion like you never it's saw before. If you don't give one of his cigars a try, you're out of your mind to do it. Uh, we're up against a hard break here. Let's take a break. When we come back, we got a lot more to get to. Let's talk the future with Henderson Ventura. We're live in the Toscano Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Romeo y Julieta Reserva Real Nicaragua, the Nicaraguan expression of America's beloved brand, Reserva Real. Reserva Real Nicaragua is a Nicaraguan puro, meticulously blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. The Reserva Real Nicaragua will take Romeo lovers and Romeo novices alike on a journey through premium Nicaraguan tobaccos. Reserva Real Nicaragua. It'll steal your heart again. Surgeon General warning, cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. In a world where the open road calls to the adventures, there is a cigar that pays tribute to a journey of resilience and determination. Introducing the Christophe Guardrail Cigar, a testament to the indomitable spirit of its founder, Glenn Case. The Guardrails blend takes you on a captivating journey through the world's finest tobacco regions. Brazilian Maduro, Dominican Binder, and a unique touch of Zimbabwe. This medium to full-bodied cigar offers a variety of flavors that will delight your senses. With notes of caramel, the smoothness of French roast coffee, and the allure of dry cocoa, the Guardrails complexity is unmatched. Whether you're celebrating life's victories or savoring moments of camaraderie, the Christoph Guardrail Cigar brings people together with its unforgettable flavor and creamy finish. Take your taste buds on a ride they won't forget. Experience the Christoph Guardrail Cigar today. Christoph Cigars, take them for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, 
The Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. Hey, what's up? This is Bill Burr, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we are back, powered by the West Tampa Tobacco Company, featuring West Tampa black, white, and red. West Tampa Cigars, it's passion with a purpose. With us, Henderson Ventura, you want to talk about passion? Here it is uh, in a big form. Uh, You guys have uh, lots of different lines. Go to the lines that you carry right now. All the different lines. All the different lines. We have the Explorer. Yes. We have the Navigator, the Conqueror. Uh, Roger returned with the Queen's Pearl and Kiss Gold. Yeah. Uh, we have the Barbarroja Invasion and uh, La Girona that is a limited release that we do once a year. Every time is a new size. Same blend. Every year is a new size. There we go. Same blend, different size. Different size. Still box of 10. Still box of 10. All right. Uh, and when can we expect that to come out? Uh, we have two projects that we hold because of the fire. One is a limited edition uh, that is going to be kind of part of the rotary term. Okay. Uh, Compliment. Uh, that's coming next year before the summer. Okay. And we have another line inspection that is going to be... Uh, part of the second chapter, that is, we have Barbara Invasion, then we're going to get the Reverend. And you'll show that at the trade show, March? We're going to have that for the trade show. Okay, good. Plus, we're going to have a lot of, like, exclusive release that we do for uh, for the Elite Account uh, stores. So, we have the project that is called Elite Account, and the people that get La Girona, they also have the option to have like uh, an exclusive cigar for Aventura, exclusive to their store. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Oh. All we right. the the you, first you one piqued we, his interest. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The first one we did was uh, one made for Papa Juan Bronx in New York. That was a King's Gold Tar Box Press. Oh wow! Uh, and the second one we did it was uh, a, another a cigar that was called Aventura Sociedad Secreta. Say that five times. No, I can't. I can't say it once. <laughs> so so we're going to have a lot of small drops like that through right. this year and next year for an s- exclusive cigar that you have to be paying attention which store going to carry those all exclusive. Right. So of all the cigars you've blended, yep. you've blended every single thing, right? This is you. Unless for one. Except one. Yeah. Then the Navigator. You did not do. That was my dad. Oh, all right. Yep. Which was the first. That was the second. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, what's your favorite? And it can be Navigator if, if it is. No, my favorite is the King's Gold. It's King's Gold. Yeah, I think that cigar, uh, 
I will say it's one of the most iconic cigars that I ever create. Okay. It's unique in flavor profile. Uh, the richness of that cigar is uh, to another level. The balance between strength and flavor is amazing. Uh, people that like full body but still can enjoy flavor, uh, that's a cigar. And I, and that's a cigar that is so special that people ask me, like, uh, uh, with what that, which spirit I should pair that cigar? Like, uh, what should I pair this cigar? I'm like... You can pair this cigar, it goes well with this, it can go well with bourbon, it can go well with red wine. But seriously, the special thing about that cigar that is so good by itself that you don't need you don't want to taste nothing else but the yeah. flavor of that cigar. I gotta ask you, why would you bring your dad in on project number two if you proved yourself on project number one? Why bring him in as the, the blender for the second one? Because I, cre- I, I believe big time in teamwork. And, and not always you're going to like a specific cigars. I have a, a, I have a, I have a very open uh, taste for different tobacco and different cigars. Uh, but there is like a, some tobacco that I'm not a big fan of. So uh, we have a Habano, and the Explorer. That is a hybrid Habano uh, grown in Mexico. We spend a long time fermenting that tobacco in a different way uh, to get like the most unique cigar in my first blend that I put out. And then we, I wanted to do a Maduro, but I have a hard time with the broad leaf. It was hard to get by that time. It's a very expensive tobacco to play with. And the most popular Bandura tobacco that we have by that moment it was the San Andres. It's dark by it's dark and natural dark, you know. Yeah. You don't need to do nothing else. And I don't play, you know, with uh, making darker tobacco. Yeah, cook it or anything. <clears throat> um, a lot of people love that tobacco. They have a beautiful burn line, you know. It's yeah. always burned perfect. And my dad loved that tobacco. I don't like that tobacco because dry out my palate. So he he understand the tobacco better than me, and and we put up a blend together. So he created a few blends. By the end of the day, we end up blending that cigar with tobacco from five different countries. But my point with that cigar was to create a, a second dress cigar that do not dry out your palate. Ah. So you still feel criminous in the, in the, on the mouth. So that's why I, on that one I need help. Even if I feel like, uh, yeah, I can do, deal with any tobacco, I feel like I need like a, a, a bigger master. You know, yeah, to, and why not? Because your dad is a, is a master. And then I, I understand better the tobacco. I play with different San Andres, but this one to create medium body flavor profile that I always go, go more for a f- into a full body and my diet is more mild to medium. Yep. So that's, and we were working for the European continent that time. So Aventure, by that time, it was just sold in Europe. Yeah. So we were looking for something more medium, but they have that complexity. So All right, right, time, right now it's time for the confessional. It's brought to you by All Saints Cigars. It's time for the confessional. <laughs> Brought to you by All Saints Cigars, featuring the All Saints St. Francis. 
voted the 2021 Cigar of the Year. All Saints Cigars. In the name of the Churchill, Toro, and Robusto. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. And how long has it been, my son, since your last St. Francis uh, uh, confession? It's been one week since my last confession. And what is it that you have to confess today, my son? And the following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. And Anonymous writes, Dear St. Francis, I can't hold this in any longer. It's been eating away at me for weeks now. Not really. There's a rumor floating around about one of the regulars in my local lounge. Every lounge has that one-upper guy, in quotes, and ours is no exception. The dude smokes expensive cigars, has money, and is not shy about flashing his bankroll when he pays for his cigars. I started a rumor that he steals the half-smoked cigar butts out of the ashtray and finishes them in his pipe when he gets home. The idea struck me when he added his unasked-for two cents as he grabbed his own nub out of the ashtray and left. It all started as half a joke, and things got out of hand quickly. Now known as Doug the Nub Thief, he barely shows his face in the lounge anymore, and I know it's because of me. I let jealousy, annoyance, and my own insecurity get the best of me. I promise I'll try to be a better person and make amends somehow, just not with Doug the Nub Thief. He sucks. He doesn't. You do because of jealousy. It's the worst thing. Jealousy is that's what you that's what you hone in on. Yeah, this guy's the one upper guy telling stories and telling people how to live their lives. That's harmless. What? That's the most annoying trait. The jealousy is you know what you should do with your life. Yeah, you tell me every day about my eating habits and all this you did right before the show. That's out of love. Oh, jealousy is self destructive. It is the worst. He needs to be taught a lesson. I would say painful. Painful lesson. It it was he just a hater. Who and who does that? For your penance, smoke two Churchills, three Robustos, all Saint cigars this week. Don't be Doug the Nub Thief. Don't be that guy. <laughs> he never stole a nub. He never did it. The guy made up a story to him. He doesn't go in the place anymore out of shame of something he didn't do. Because the guy was a dick. You have anything to confess today? <laughs> you have any confession? Any confession? Yeah. Do you know con- confession? You go to church and you confess your sins. I, I, I'm afraid to get, to get kicked out of the church. Out of church? <laughs> right, right. So uh, retailers listen to this show, not just consumers. Other retailers are listening to the show. Maybe they didn't hear of Adventura before. Maybe they don't go to the trade show. How did they get a hold of you to try to start carrying your brand? Um, I, was, I will say the first tool you know, that help Aventura to get into retailers' hands is being social media, the mouth-to-mouth. Okay. I mean, people posting pictures of Aventura. They can find you on social media? Yes. Okay. Aventura Cigars on Instagram, Aventura Cigar on Facebook. You know what what I, and the first thing you guys showed me, um, and, and it was there on the band the whole time, and I never paid attention to it, but if you look at the, the uh, barcode that's on every single cigar, and you miss the retailer, go in somebody else's store that has it and go buy an Adventura and see what it's all about. And you scan that barcode, there's a little QR code that's on it. Did you do it? No. Unbelievable. So a little shot version 
of that's the guy that you're smoking. They have a little video that's on there, and maybe it's a minute long, if, if it's that, of explaining. Uh, and there he is. Henderson's on there, and he says, let me tell you about the cigar. And he tells you about the cigar. Well, once you're on there, now you you access to everything at that point, and all your information is there also, right? Yeah. Uh, you don't mind to, that I take a little long talking, explaining things sometimes? Well, it'll be a, certainly All a right. change of pace. So, so, so <laughs> one of the beautiful things with the boutique industry, with the boutique cigar, you know, is uh, back in 2009, 2010, I think we were the first, like, uh, explaining all the veracity of tobacco that we were using on the, on the cigars, you know. Uh, this is a Corojo wrapper. This is, we're using Creole 98, uh, Olor, whatever, you know, into the cigar. So, but talking about veracity of tobacco. So people have a better understanding why the cigar tastes on this way, you know? Yeah. Uh, because I like, uh, that's a San Andreas wrapper. Now people say, I like San Andreas, or I like Corojo, or I like Sumatra, because now they, kn- they know the name of the tobacco that they're smoking. Okay. And, and with the QR code thing on the, on, on the back of the cellophane, it was a thing to help the consumers to understand uh, the tobacco that we were using on the cigar, so they have a better idea where the flavor profile comes from. Yeah. And also for the retailers, because, all right, I come to you, speech to you, Adventura, in five minutes, yeah. you're not going to catch that and, and, and hold it in your mind. Not all of it. So if you have your staff working in the shop and they they can s- still learning about Aventura. It's kind of QR code. Oh, they're using this tobacco, this tobacco. This is the you flavor profile. You educate the staff. Yeah, and they can sell the cigar better. So it was a, a way to make life easier to um, explain the cigar to the people that come to the store. Let me explain to you what I'm tasting in this cigar. Uh, we've all had rye toast. Yes. Specifically the Nissen brand. Uh, and if you mm. take lemon drop candies... And you pour them inside the loaf of bread, close it up for 24 hours, and you reach into the loaf of bread and you get the third slice. You got to go past the heel and you got to go past the pseudo heel where there's still a little bit too much crust on there. The third slice, you toast that up with a little butter. It's got that little lemon drop essence to it, a, a little bit of a fatty content from the butter and that rye toast flavor. Is he out of his mind? I mean, that's why he eats mostly. That he be. doesn't. He doesn't. You know, do you know flavor profile? The way that you describe a cigar is normally tobacco is tobacco, but normally what you do is, a, is an association of the the stimulation that you're getting with the cigar with the things that you have in your brain that it's you definitely know. stimulating. So so it. it moved. Uh, uh, for example, for master blend is very basic. We we take in mind what is like a citric. Uh, a stimulation in your palate, bitter, bitter stimulation in your palate, sweet and salty. So when you talk about lime, is you referring to the citrus of, sure. the, of the taste of the cigar. And normally when you say something is creamy and citric, it, because when you think about citrus, the first thing that comes to your mouth is, is water in your mouth, right? You get a lot sure. of salive cotton. Yeah. You think about, let me eat, cut a, a green lime and let me eat that stray. Just by thinking it, you get, you're going to get the simulation you side of your tongue and you're going to get your mouth full of salive, right? And that's translate into a cigar taste like citrus and creaminess. 
because the creaminess comes when you get your mouth wet. It's very weird that you get like a kind of dry tasting of cigar and creaminess at the same right. time, or citrusness at the same time. It's dry. Well, that's why the right toast when has it, to have butter. When it's on dry, it. you normally taste like a more like a like dark coffee that is more into the bitterness, or you get more like a kind of sweetness or salty on the tip of your tongue. That's how it works. Do, do you describe cigars the way he's saying it of different food items? Of the era, mm, no. no, I take basic uh, um, elements that can be easy to translate uh, because not many people, I never had to try this. <laughs> you know, I, I had to try on my daily basic, like coffee, dark chocolate, you know, after yeah. food, you know, after lunch, you know, a piece of chocolate with coffee, dark coffee is amazing. Uh, you get to taste cinnamon. Uh, you don't get to t- taste the the earth, but maybe when it's gonna rain, you know, and or when it started to rain, you get like a, the the cold draw definitely had some that smell earthiness. You know, you translate that to that. You never get to taste wood, but maybe you go speak into, for yourself. You know, there even in your office uh, of the factory that burned mm-hmm. down. In that office was immediately coffee, black coffee, and chocolates—a a tray of chocolates that were right in the, right inside the office. I'm I'm gonna go um, Sunday tomorrow. I'm going to the Dominican Republic. I'm gonna come see you Tuesday, um, and and see what you have there. I'm looking forward to uh, the next step. Uh, as Make we sure go you have here. coffee for him and dark chocolate. And dark chocolate. Yeah. No. Right now we have to get to the question of the week, and uh, here we go. All right, and the uh, question of the week is brought to you by Victor Sinclair Cigars. Greetings from Canada, JR writes through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. The question is, is the wrapper required? And there's a little backstory here. It's that time of year again where the air chills and the humidity plunges. I must admit, living north of the 49th parallel is not conducive to smoking cigars outdoors for much of the calendar year, or maybe I'm just doing it wrong. As I watch my cigar peel like a Nagasaki burn victim with each perfect puff, I realize it's likely time to hibernate my hobby for another long, cold winter. Or is it? Perhaps it is simply another test to my strength of character. I humbly ask the Cigar Authority for your guidance. How important is the wrapper to a cigar? (laughs) Is it possible to smoke my premium cigars using only the binder and filler tobaccos, or should I simply reach for the lotion, and return the wrapper to a luxurious sheen. Can you smoke a cigar without the wrapper on it? Not really. No. no. You shouldn't. You're missing no. an element, right? Because the thing, the thing with the binder, uh, mostly binder are wrapper uh, leaf that can have holes. Yeah. That doesn't qualify as a wrapper, but mostly breaks. Like maybe little holes. Yeah. Uh, things like that. So when you wrap all the filler uh, with a binder, you're gonna have some air escape. Yeah, and then you you know? got, and you're gonna press it on top of that at that point, right? And break it even more, right? Exactly, crack exactly. So mostly crack. So, so our person with the question for the winter should probably go to smaller cigars and something with a hardier wrapper. You don't want Connecticut cigars like in the this winter. Adventura Corona that we're smoking this would here. Be or do what you do and smoke in the car, right? Yeah. I I have I have something about it. Yeah, you know most most of the people because they smoke outside. You know you're gonna freeze yourself like right. for an hour there. Uh, I always recommend something like 
the thing thicker is the cigar is is gonna be easier to smoke because the thicker cigar hold more the 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 fire into the cigar. A smaller ring gauge is hold less the fire, so it's gonna turn off easier if it's windy. Yeah. Um, and I also recommend uh, a thicker wrapper because the light wrapper, you know, there's not too much oil on the tobacco, so it can crack very easy. Right. And and also you get the the temperature dry out too much mm-hmm. of the tobacco, so you don't get much of the flavor out of the light cigars. All right, um, Dave Cappy C says we need an Adventura firecracker. Ah. Uh-huh. Who knows? Down the road, I'm, ma- I'm making a trip this week. There'll be a lot of discussion that's going to go on for a lot of different things. Uh, so, um, Jonathan, write down the strength profile of this, just write it on a piece of paper, just so I don't see. So we 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 review a cigar on strength also, and the strength is from one to ten. So the strongest cigar is a ten, and the weakest cigar is a one. What number would you put the cigar at as, as strength? Which one? This one? Yes. I will say six. All right. I had seven. What I have 5.7. I'm closer to the seven, six and a half. Yeah. All right. 6.6. Right. Six, no, so. Typically, because they like full-body cigars and I like my cigars mild, that they um, we're not far, we're not more than one point apart. We're never Russell. more than one point apart. Yeah. You bitch about it every week. All right. Okay. Just wanted to double check with that. Uh, this is it. This is Henderson Ventura. Adventura, the next big thing. Believe me, mark it in your calendar. This is it. If you're not on uh, Adventura, you're missing the boat, literally missing a boat here. Uh, so jump on it. Because, see what you did there. Yeah. See what I did? Uh, congratulations to you. Uh, welcome back in the industry. You were out for a couple of weeks. That's all. <laughs> and right back on and uh, go forward. Don't look back. That's the history. Now it's uh, your path forward. Congratulations to you. Thank you very much, Dave. Uh, that's one of the things that keep me motivated. People like you and all the people that give me like that support from the whole cigar industry. You know, um, and I'm very blessed to be here. Um, I know it's been a hard way. I never have a more difficult and challenging year. Sure. But I, I'll tell you something. I, I like I love challenge. So yeah. uh, I think that we have greater things coming. And look for Aventura. And then next month, I will say after November, December, next year, we have a lot of great things coming, a lot of great cigar coming, and we have a lot of good news coming also. So Beautiful. we're here to stay. Guys, there we go. All right, we're going to go to break. When we come back, uh, just coming back from the New England Cigar Expo, we're going to tell you about our surprises that we did after the uh, uh, show last week. And uh, will we do it again next year? That and more. We're live in the Toscano Soundstage, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Are you a member of the Cigar Authority Care Package? 
Well, if not, my friend, the time is now. For just $29.99, you get four premium cigars delivered to your door each month. And we'll smoke those cigars along with you during the show. Is that really a benefit? I think it is. We will judge the construction, flavor, strength, and review the cigars, and you'll see how right or wrong we really are. You might be surprised. Four premium cigars delivered to you for just $29.99, and you can quit any time, but you won't. The value is incredible. Want to take the Cigar Authority Care Package to the next level? Sign up or upgrade to the Cigar Authority Care Package Prime. For just $5 more, you get an extra cigar and usually something special. That's five cigars each month, all different. Find the Cigar Authority Care Package on the CigarAuthority.com and sign up now. That's the Cigar Authority Care Package. Agent Room 4 Nicaragua Maestro. Named Cigar Aficionado's number one cigar of the year with a 96 rating. Is a complex Nicaraguan puro carefully blended by Rafael Nodal and made by A.J. Fernandez. As Cigar Aficionado described it, every puff is an overture of flavors that's at times heavy and rich with notes of dark chocolate and wood, and other times subtle and understated with hints of fine caramel and toasted almonds. Treat yourself to an aging Room 4 Nicaragua today. Surgeon General warning, tobacco smoke increases the risk of lung cancer and heart disease even in non-smokers. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of cigar science basics this is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast or better yet passionado cigar journal covers cigars in the u.s and around the world and is printed right here in the usa you owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine cigar journal available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website cigarjournal.com that's cigarjournal.com Hi, this is Rocky Patel, and believe it or not, I am 62 years old. Well, to celebrate my 60th birthday, we wanted to come up with something really, really special. I went and looked at some of our oldest tobaccos that we'd grown in our farms from 2014 in Esteli, Nicaragua, and we found bales of fillers. 7th and 8th primingly Lijero, just wonderful, rich, rich tobaccos, a dark, oily San Andreas wrapper, a great binder from Mexico, and then fillers from Jalapa and Esteli. This cigar is called the Rocky Patel 60th, looks like a dark chocolate, and tastes like a dark chocolate. It's got layers and layers of coffee, espresso, lingering spice, uh, it is rich and decadent. You're going to try one and you're going to fall in love. This cigar got the number two cigar of the year in Cigar Aficionado. Rightly so. I hope you enjoy it. I love it. And I promise you this cigar is going to deliver everything you enjoy in a fine cigar.
Some say cigars are all the same. It's just not true. It's you I have to blame. Well, I don't know, cause what I know, there is a cigar called Aladino. Corojo. Aladino Corojo. Aladino Corojo. They say authentic, so we're not confused, while the others say it's a word that's just abused. I guess that's so, they can't compete, at least I'm sure Aladino can't be beat. Corojo. Aladino Corojo. Aladino Corojo. Aladino Cigars uses authentic Corojo tobacco from JRE Tobacco. This is the greatest commercial you ever heard. Yeah. Hey, I am the king of the small gauge cigars, Noel Rojas, from Rojas Cigars. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we are back, powered by West Tampa Tobacco Company, featuring West Tampa Black, White, and Red. West Tampa Cigars, it's passion with a purpose. So you missed the New England Cigar Expo, but you'll go next year. I saw a lot of messages on that in social media. But will there even be one? Dun, dun, dun. So let's light up. What do we got here? This is the New England Cigar Expo Cigar. We smoked this last week as the first cigar, but we to smoked be honest with you, couldn't no. even smoke it, couldn't even no. think. I was out of my element. <laughs> I don't think we even gave a taste profile or anything. No, we were just in no. A, this needed a mulligan. Yeah. Uh, the single cigar is going to set you back $10, or a box of 10 is $99.99 on twoguyscigars.com. That's the number, twoguyscigars.com, because that's the only place you can get it. That's it. It or it's only for by any two guys smoke shop location. But it's cool because it's dated. So if you were there, you want it's a little little wrestling. If you ring. missed it, it's a nice reminder. Yeah. Next time, don't be a putz. Yeah, so that's go. it. Yeah. Uh, hey, I Dave. Was, I was happy to see that um, we had Cigar Authority fans at the New England Cigar Expo. I was nervous of that, that while we were performing, we were doing the thing, nobody would be listening. Actually, More than I, half of the people moved mm-hmm. up. I got complaints from the manufacturers that were set way back that couldn't hear well back there. And I said, well, that was so people that didn't want to hear the show, that yeah. was on purpose, would not be stuck to but hearing it. They but they wanted, wanted to. They mm-hmm. wanted to. So it was very nice. All right, let's give it a cut and light. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. That cutting is so critical to me now. The Perdomo cut the S-chip tax because... uh, on the live stream, the audio and video weren't in sync. Ah, uh, that was per. It was like having a clapboard at the movies. You know? Yes, awesome. Yeah, got it right nailed. That's it. Beautiful. Um, yeah, that was a it was a surprise to me that so many people. Uh, you know, because our, our typical live audience is very small here. So, you know, if this was the the audience there, which is fine. Um, 
there'd be a whole bunch of people that would be doing other things saying, oh, there's a thing going on, you know, and not paying attention to it, but Um, they did. Dave, Brian Charles says you must do it again next year. His crew that came with him can't stop talking about it. All the way from Michigan that they came. It's awesome. And they're already planning to come back. Yeah, very, very nice of Brian Charles. I got a chance to sit with Brian for, like, two minutes during one of the, the lulls. And I and sat with some him of his zero coffee. minutes. I feel like a douche because when I went it's down crazy. there, he gave me all his time. Mm-hmm. And uh, But, you know, a thousand people at one minute is a thousand minutes, and that's a couple of days. So it, it, it is just not – I did it to manufacturers. Mm-hmm. I didn't even – besides introducing them and then bring them up to eliminate – I spent zero time. And how about those super fans with the T-shirts? Great. Yes. How awesome was Great. that? So did they think that he was going to show up? Is why I, they did it? I think they did it just because that's a drop we play all the time. Yeah. So they wore these T-shirts that said, you're, you're tasting, tasting some, some smoke, smoke, you fucking asshole. asshole. <laughs> and there was a whole crew of them. That was yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, it was like 10 guys. And people asking for swag and stuff that we didn't have anything. Because, again, I didn't think there was going to be a turnout for the Cigar Authority. But uh, we were were kind of big. Kind of a big deal. Our friend from South Africa came for it. Yes, Dina. Yes. What what an unbelievable event across the board anyway. Let's light her up. We're going to light our cigar today with the Mechanic by Vertigo featuring single action. Three jets fueled by the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. At the bottom, you've got easy adjustment, a flip-out bullet punch, and this thing. If, if for nothing else, you could stab somebody that's annoying you and, and is stealing nubs out of your ashtray. <laughs> yeah, or self-defense. There we go. It's a self-defense tool. So how about that Henderson Ventura? We don't know what we're up against. Is, is he going to talk? <laughs> when you bring a new guest on, you got lots and lots of questions to get to to him because you don't know if he's going to answer one word question or what's going to end up happening. You, your problem was you had you were busy editing your list of questions right. as he answered as them on them the off. first one. <laughs> the closest I'd say that he's he's a Steve Saka. A younger version of a Steve Saka that you ask a question and we could have left. I could have made a cup of coffee or whatever. He's off and rolling. I ended up finishing my coffee for the first time ever yeah. in the first hour. He was uh, very passionate uh, about it. And you, don't you want him to succeed, right? There's a Absolutely. guy, you hope he makes it big. Uh, that's how I feel anyway. Um, this cigar uh, we worked on um, for, for a year. To, to make a, a little Rothschild and uh, I like something. a Rothschild. You mentioned that that uh, there's not enough of these, right? There's not enough. Good winter smoke, although it's a light wrapper. Maybe it would unravel in the cold. I don't know. Back in the day, I smoked a ton of Rothschilds. Mm. You know which ones? Yeah, <laughs> it used to be a big deal yeah. back in those days. A lot of people made them. Uh, good winter size cigar. A little bit of vanilla and a slight hint of floral on the initial light. And ah. typically with a with a Rothschild and a Robusto, they front end load the tips right at the front. So the boost of flavor that you're going to get where a cigar would normally change on a Toro or a Churchill at that five-inch mark or the four-and-a-half-inch mark, you get that with a Rothschild right out of the gate. It explodes with flavor. And what was the ring gauge on this? This 54? is a 52, I believe. Now, Jonathan, if you're getting vanilla and floral, that's an indicator that it's Tahitian vanilla. Ah. Tahitian vanilla has a more floral quality And on the cold it. draw, it was a little bit of vanilla, too, and maybe some uh, some oats. 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 Unflavored oats with a little vanilla. The the long cooking oats, not yeah, instant yeah. oats. No, that's no, the no. steel roll. Steel, yeah. <laughs> steel. That's how they cut steel it. Steel cut. Steel yeah. cut oats. 
it's not a different oat. It's how it's cut, right? It's important. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> They're not the quick oats. This is not Quaker State or whatever. When they, the hell when that's they serve steel cut, they have to mention it on the yeah. menu for some reason that they're proud of it. Yeah. I don't get it, but no. anyway. But, but the, they're the, proud. So, uh, those we, people. We made 300 boxes of these. I got to lower the number of all our limited releases because I get carried away. This is monumental right I here because <laughs> this is your. Third or fourth yes. limited edition with hundreds and hundreds available. And yeah, can you do a hundred one time? That's what I should have done and would be sold out. But the same thing's going to happen where this thing is going to be around forever and ever. And I'm going to save the rest of them and say you can't get any more. <laughs> uh, but you can get plenty right now. Go to twoguyscigars.com and we have them. But this one you kind of ruined on because it's dated and everything. I mean, I really set myself up for a disaster when it comes to this particular cigar. It's vintage. Yeah. But anyway, I think it's, uh, I heard adorable, cute. Uh, I heard a lot of uh, <laughs> things like that, but and it's not exactly. Did you talk to any men while you're at the end? <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So the surprises that we said, there's going to be some surprises on night number one, immediately following dinner was the Cigar Hall of Fame. Something I've been sitting on, as it turns out, 12 years I've been sitting on this, having the domain and saying I'm going to do it. And we talked about um, we need extra things during this two-day event, that there's a little something going on here, a little something happens here. And then uh, one of them was, okay, let's squeeze the Hall of Fame in at the dinner uh, because um, there'll be three people that will be able to accept the award and then coming out (laughs) with who should that be. Yeah, just squeeze it in, huh? How many hundreds of hours do you think you spent oh, just getting God. that ready? Right. Was With the website. Right. And, yeah. But that's the first time out. And this this is going to go on for years and years. And uh, if there's not a lot of people paying attention to it yet, as years go on, you know, a Hall of Fame isn't a, a big deal until it's years and deep into it. You guys on the Ashholes this week will be saying who should be in the Hall of Fame in the future. Interesting. I'm not going to be on the show because I'll be in the Dominican. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was wondering why you were saying you guys. I'm like, You're an Ashole too. Yeah. No. Uh, not this week. Yeah. So I'll be interested in to hear what it is. Um, l- let me say it. It it shouldn't be a new. It shouldn't be Adventura. No. It has to be something that has paved the way for the people mm-hmm. today, just like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is. That's and the goofy thing about you, too, is you're very into the origin story of the cigars and the firsts. Yes. You love the firsts. Right. So because they paved the way for the, ne- sure. for the next one. Yeah, so- don't do what Rock and Roll Hall of Fame did. They started to diverge with the styles of music. You know, next yeah. thing you know, you got pipe makers. Right. Who knows so, what. And it's not going to be a person. Missy Elliott. Could Missy <laughs> Elliott be in the Cigar Hall of Fame? Sure. So the first one was Cabanas. And Cabanas doesn't even exist really anymore. And uh, there's one store that had it. JR was the only mm-hmm. one that ended up having it. And I, I don't care. It's about the brand and who knows where it's going to go in the future. I, I got a whole bunch of boxes. I said, can I get them so that they're available for people to try it? By the way, it was great. Yeah. Uh, yeah very, very good cigar. cigar. Uh, but nobody knows what it is. Hopefully, they'll learn what, what, what about the, the brand itself, never mind what it is today, which is a Nicaraguan cigar, but the history of it. If you go back to some uh, old cigar authorities in the past year, we did a whole thing 
explaining Cabanas. Why did I do that? Just to to prop it up and and say here's the story. The other one was a brand we haven't carried in years, which is Quest Array. Right, mm-hmm. great story. We brought that in back again. Uh, so we just got those in, but it's been years and years of it. Uh, it deserves to be there. There's a big history with that. And then Davidoff, which the history of Davidoff, and you all know and that. And there's a, a little Easter egg in that video, which I I loved that you put in there. And I loved the connection that his son was in the audience. Yes. And talking about uh, Hendrik Kellner, Kellner, who brought that brand to the game. No yes. question. Well, uh, leaving Cuba, nobody ever did it before. Take right. their Cuban cigar and <laughs> leave the country and come there. And they went to Hendrik Kellner, which in his factory, and it was a private label in his factory. Correct. They laid a bodice factory and, and got rid of him as years would go on. But uh, Hendrick, so th- we had Hendrick on uh, on an after show. He's going to yep. come up uh, next week or this week? Next week, Hendrick Kellner. We don't know. Um, next week. The the one coming up this week is about the problems. Yes, the problems that we, we had, had in the show. At, at, and the following week, which we already recorded it, yep. because I, I had Hendrick, and I said, okay, he's never done a podcast before. This is Hen- Hanky Kellner's son, Hendrick. Now, there is a Hanky son, Hendrick, which is Hendrick Jr., which is the one that has his own KBF factory. Correct. This is his other son, Hendrick. And... Hmm. Uh, you'll hear of a story of his nephew, Hendrick. A lot and, of Hendricks in that yeah, family. Yeah, there's a lot of Hendricks. It's not a very popular name, and they, they have about 30% of the world's So he's going to co- he's it. going to college in Boston, and he wanted to come up to see the show. And uh, I picked him up. I took him to the show, and uh, he saw that we were doing the expo. And he said, what's this all about? And I said, I can't pick you up. But if you want to go, he took an Uber from Boston all the way up to come to it. And I got a customer, a uh, friend, uh, Tom Troy, to actually drive him back. Mm. But then there he was on the second day, too. And uh, He looked like he was having a oh, lot of yeah. fun. I got a, a message from him, and he said, oh, my God, that was unbelievable. <laughs> and I told my dad all about it. I'll see his dad uh, Mm. Monday, I think, uh, that I'll see him uh, in the Dominican Republic. So uh, well-deserving for, for all them. Uh, watch. You can go to thecigarhalloffame.com. You can learn about the Hall of Fame, and you can learn about um, the inductees, the story of them. And um, there's a thing in there if you want to write to us. And, I was wondering, is yeah. there a way that somebody, if they had an idea for a cigar that should be in the Hall of Fame, is there a way that they could yeah. recommend so, so that? So right on there is there, and Dan's controlling that and seeing seeing uh, um, you know what messages and things. Which Dan is good. says what's up, by the way. There we go. Sent a text. Uh, so he'll get that message, and we'll put it in, in our bank of looking at it. But uh, you know, every year there's going to be some inductees three, five, whatever it's going to be. Um, that's what I wrote between three and five. We'll see how, mm-hmm. how it goes. Um, and really try to figure out, you know, not my favorite brand, not no. my favorite. This is the history of cigars. So if you know the history of cigars, what should be there, that's what we're looking for when it comes to the Cigar Hall of Fame. Right now it's time to ask the Don from Don Raphael Cigars. It's time. Ask the Don. Mm. Brought to you by Don Rafael Cigars. That doesn't get old. Don Rafael Cigars are premium cigars. Mellow and smooth. Built for every man's 
everyday enjoyment. Don Rafael Cigars. Now, here is the question of the week. And the following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. And Jacob writes, Hello, Cigar Authority. I was wondering if cigars are proven to cause any serious negative health outcomes. If any of you have noticed throughout the years, cigars causing some sort of negative health outcome. Love the show. Signed, Jacob. Uh, simple answer is no. No. It, according to the American... Cancer Institute. Cancer Institute, according to uh, the FDA, uh, there is no uh, ill effects from cigars. According to the summary judgment by the judge, yeah, where the FDA couldn't prove that and there I was anything. I could have saved them millions and millions of dollars worth of uh, testing and trying and all that, and years, seven years of looking they into it. They had to find out for themselves. Yeah. Uh, but there was lots of studies and everything that, that's been done. It's not a cigarette. Please don't no. even... Put it. It's not OTP, other tobacco and products. Let's be clear. They set out to prove there was a problem, mm. and they couldn't. Couldn't. Right. Correct. So, uh, nope. Uh, actually, uh, if you smoke a couple of cigars a day, you live a little longer than if you didn't smoke cigars at all. Oh, my God, that's crazy. Why would you end up saying? Because that's what their findings, um, monograph number nine says. Um, you know, you, if you have one glass of red wine every day, you live a little longer than if you didn't. Uh, if you have a dog, you live a little mm-hmm. longer. This is all proven stuff. For the, for some reason, if you have a spouse, you live longer. Yes. You now, how long do you have to opposite. have that for? Depends I, who the spouse is. <laughs> I made it 15 years. I mean, I should be good, right? You're, good. You're better than you were. Yeah. Yeah, probably, probably bought you an extra day. How about the people that have three, four wives? Do they live longer? Or no, forever. They, they, those people are called idiots. They didn't learn. And mm. and the, the stress level of the oh. of, of um, the divorces, divorces and yeah. all that. You've had one. Sure. Jonathan's had one. I have. It was stressful, right? They are. Uh, it was actually kind of easy. Yours was easy? Mine was easy. Ah, you're lucky. Yeah, you weren't saying that at the very at the tail end of it. There was issues. Just the pay, the paperwork was a pain in the yeah, ass. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. The paperwork's the reason I would never do it again. <laughs> yeah. A lot of paperwork. Okay, surprise number two was the guest color commentary by comedian Bill Burr and Tony V. Phenomenal. It was they great. They killed it. I mean, it was better. I expected a lot, and they exceeded expectation. We have it all. We have the video and audio of the entire thing, but... On the NDA, we're not allowed to use anything without their okay. And Ed is setting something up to get it over to Bill yeah. to see if we can ever, then, ever release then, it. Then we've got other issues because at the live venue, a lot of copyrighted music was played. Yes. So we got to figure out what we're going to yeah. do with all that. But, but uh, we're it, working on it. It almost looks very professional. Of Sometimes they're in the corner while the thing is I, yeah, there. I was, I was blown away, yeah, with the picture-in-picture picture of yeah. commentators and action. And, and crystal clear video. I they mean, did was, a pretty good job yeah, of capturing the action, too. Yeah. yeah, it was good and, and funny stuff. Oh, yeah. Of, uh, you know, they don't know what's going to happen either. No. Nope. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we gave them a few notes of who the fighters were who turned out to be different fighters and stuff. There wasn't a lot the, that they The number of times that that fight card changed just since they got there <laughs> right. was unbelievable. And even how well it ended. The last, the last match was not planned, and they were just like, oh, we still have 10 minutes. Well, get back out there. And they had to get the rated R in. Right, right. right. Yeah. 
So stink face. So stink thank face. God that Sean and Steph, the pastors, have a good sense of humor. <laughs> and I, I talked to a bunch of people that that uh, were coming to the expo anyway, but I don't think they were too keen on the midget wrestling thing was going to happen and think it was good. And I told you in advance, you don't think it's going to be, especially the people that don't think it's going to be good, you're going to love it. And uh, people let me tell are you, on their feet. Listen, they're great entertainers. Yes, they really are. That was entertaining. Oh, and yeah. and uh, add Bill Burr and Tony V commentator on on top of that. And I'll tell you, the Perdomos were like, "This was the best thing." <laughs> They've been everywhere in the world, and they said this was like. What I you- couldn't believe how quickly they were able to get the audience to understand who the heel was yes. and who the face was. Mm-hmm. I mean, in seconds. Yeah. You know? We saw that in oh, advance because yeah. we went and had oh, to try it out. Great. And I go, oh, my God. I even explained it to Tony. And I go, you're going to catch on real fast. A minute or two goes by. You know exactly what, what is going to go on, and you'll be able to go to it. And he's so quick in his feet anyway. Oh, yeah. I think he – and listen, I, everybody knows I love Bill. But I think Tony had some of the best lines yeah. during that. Some of the people in the audience had the best lines. Bill Burr even came up with it, and he right. says, oh, my God, this gold. Give them the sausage meatball. <laughs> <laughs> there was some good stuff that was on there. So great surprise and good for the entire cigar industry that you get Bill Burr to stand there, smoke cigars, and be part of the thing. You know, when you see these these people come on board and say, you know, the first feeling would be, no, nah, I'm not going to get into that. Nothing mm-hmm. good can come of that. That, you know, there right. I am supporting a cigar show, right? Uh, yes, I am a cigar smoker, yeah. but I'd rather not. Bill can do whatever he wants at this point. Yeah, yeah he's he pretty wanted untouchable. to do the event. Yeah, he wanted to. And he was quoting and saying, we're going to oh, have some of those have quotes. That later on. All right, we're going to show you some quotes we have from Bill. But right now, it's time for the Fave Five brought to you by McAuliffe Cigars. It's time for the McAuliffe Fave Five brought to you by McAuliffe Cigars. Smoke five McAuliffe cigars and be entered to win $300 in gift certificates weekly. That's five $50 gift certificates and an additional five $10 gift certificates for your friends. In December, all winners will be put back and entered to win the grand prize. A trip for two to next year's McAuliffe Open House in Texas. Simply go to McAuliffeCigars.com slash TCA for more information. That's McAuliffeCigars.com slash TCA. Okay, I noticed Jonathan jumps the gun before the question isn't even answered. So mm. he's out if no. if he answers the question Absolutely before not. I say the Vetoed. word. Vetoed. I'm telling you what the last I word is. I got the pink button. The last word is manly. You like that word? Remember you used to do a manly segment? I almost did one. Uh, I, I used a, uh, a driveway torch to... Uh, put a crust on a roast last night. <laughs> oh, really? And uh, I couldn't driveway get the, torch. I couldn't get the goddamn torch to light. It, uh. it had, there was an air bubble inside, so it took me ten minutes to get the thing lit. And uh, there was just no way to t- to do the video. All right. So the last word is manly. Don't say it before you end up doing it. Both of you are at the buzzers right now. The f- top five answers are on the board. Name a food men might devour, even though it's not manly. Ed Sullivan. So you cheat. Uh, quiche is really not manly. Quiche is number four. There it is. Quiche is not manly, but men devour it. You are full of so, shit. So that not- anybody in this survey, and I'm putting the survey in quotes, said quiche. Quiche, number four. Full of shit. So now you guys well, should be easy for you. Three cotton candy. 
Cotton candy. Who devours cotton candy? Manly men. No, it's not. Ed Sullivan wins this one. Number five, which is ridiculous because it's not a food, but it's herbal tea. Hmm. But it is not manly. You, I like you have, herbal tea. You have herbal tea all the I time. Know, but devour it? Who devours herbal tea? It's too, often too you, hot at first. You, you when you get it. to the end. You, Keisha's number four. Number three no, it's not. is yogurt. Mm. Who the f- It's not manly. Who are you polling? Number <laughs> number two is salad, which is Eric is the most manly man I know. He eats yogurt all the time. Devours yeah. it. Devours yogurt. Salad. We've had conversations just about yogurt. Here we go. So see how this is manly. Salad is not food. That's a promissory note. But you eat it all the time. And you you devour it. And number one, cupcakes. There's nothing wrong with a cupcake. I devour cupcakes. Yeah. What where's the bubblegum ice cream? It's not there. Because you didn't it's because you made this shit up. I I make nothing up. These are legitimate um family feud things. And that's the end of that. And that's the end of that. You did a, uh, we got a cigar review on the Cigar Authority this week? We do. Um, This week we've got the Camacho Unleashed 3. Camacho Unleashed is up there, and they liked it? They loved it. They loved it. I mean, it came in right at 90. Okay. You know, so it wasn't as spread out. Because there wasn't many people that ended up doing it. There's 10 to each group. They have till the end of the month to do it, especially Team A. Team A is the first one of the month that's going to come, and I'm not going to go out of order anymore. So we're going to go A, B, C, D in order. So you guys in A, if you don't want to be in A, say, move me, and I'll move you to D because you just can't get it done in 30 days. You can't. Review a cigar in 30 days. All right, Soapbox. All right. Step down. All right, so I'll just do the one-line summary. In summary, Camacho Unleashed 3, 6x50, is a cigar that lives up to its bold appearance, delivering a complex and enjoyable experience with each puff. And they don't even know what they're smoking nope. until now. So that's it. We don't even send them the answers like they do on Cigar Journal. They send us the answers before the magazine comes out. We don't even do that. They know only when it yeah, comes out. Yeah, but that's out. just laziness, I think. On our part? Yeah. Yeah, you send send it out and say, here's eh, what it was? No, let no. them find out with everyone else. <laughs> and it's anticipation, right? Yeah. Anticipation. It's something. Especially the Team A, that both of them. Two out, two out of I, I just love that the boner's nickname is is still existing in the Miwis. It's awesome. That's because you write it every day. <laughs> so it's, it's only you. Uh, early thoughts here. This is um, the Cigar Expo cigar. It's it's just a celebration of the event that we had and a little something to remember it by. Quite, it's a, quite mild, but yeah, a ton two out of, of flavor. It's good. To it. So what will happen years from now? People say, "Oh my God, look, it's dated," and this this was the first one you did at the ten year anniversary of. Uh, the Cigar Expo, if this continues. And I say if this continues because we still it's not, not up to you. We're going to meet point, with the no. church. It's not up to me. And and you guys on the after I show. I got to decide, do I want to do it? And yeah. the answer, I, w- I was floating back and forth because it was crazy, not for the amount of work I did, which was a ton, yeah. but everybody that works for me 
worked like a dog. I mean, it was crazy. And I'm like, I don't want to put you guys through this. Well, you're not going to. They all said to me, oh, my God, it was great. Yeah. I want to do it again. There was very little complaining about the amount they worked. It was complaining about other things that we of problems that we, that we had. Fix. I, yeah. I tell everybody, well, give Dave two weeks before you start talking about the next one. You and, need recovery time. Listen, and I'm going to Dominican on purpose, and I'm going to come back, and then I have a meeting with them the following Tuesday, so it's still another uh, week and a half away before I'll even meet with them to give them time to wipe off their problems to mm -hmm. say, oh, my God, it was a mess, yeah. and it was this. So let that all go. Everything's back to normal, and they say, all right, I'm just doing the best I can to give us the best shot of uh, being welcome back again. So uh, now what if they come back and say it needs to be two weeks later? Would you be okay with that? It's going to be cold, but the, we knew the heat has ended up working out well, yeah. but it's going to be cold outside, but maybe how would, would you be okay with that? I'm fine with it. Yeah. I, I think I'm I'd down be. for whatever. Why do you feel that way? Uh, only because they, I know they have their Oktoberfest uh, party that they do. So if it still smells a little smoky in there. Well, they told me we were going to be the last event in there. That's how the whole thing started. Yes and no. The, initially, what was going to happen was they weren't doing church service anymore. And the project, and the project that they had started in the church didn't get finished in time. And they needed to use that tent the did, next day. Did you know they had bingo scheduled for Friday and Saturday? No, I did not know that. I found out the same time you did. Oh, my God. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. What? And we got a parking problem, and, <laughs> and you, you're kidding me you're doing this. And then they ended up canceling it yeah. uh, because they saw my eyes open wide mm. and, like, you've got to be kidding me. But I feel very strongly that much like the DeBurrows when we did it there for 20 years, and that's why we did it for 20 years, you've, you've stored cars in their yeah. garage. I mean, anything you ever asked, the answer was yes. And the same thing with the Crossing Life Church. Any thing that we asked for we got the two owners of the burrows and his wife were all at the mm -hmm. new england cigar expo they worked with the caterer for free because they wanted to be there because yep. they missed it had the DeBarro salad dressing yes. on the table. Un unbelievable. Unbelievable. All right let's take a break when we come back what did bill burr have to say about going to the new england cigar expo we got audio on that I guess we can use it because he sent it. He did it. He said we can use it. All right. We got mail to get to, three of them, a prize to give away, and lots more. We're live in the Toscano soundstage. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Introducing Blackened Cigars, M81 by Drew Estate a dark, bold, and unapologetic cigar collaboration. My job is all about taste. So when James mentioned he wanted to create an exclusive cigar, I was stoked. Like Metallica, Drew Estate has some of the most hardcore fans out there. I've known Rob Dietrich for years. And when he approached me to collaborate on this, we couldn't be more excited. I mean, Metallica, Black and & Whiskey, and Drew Estate, what could be a better passion project? We all came up with the vision of what a blackened M81 cigar would look and taste like. M81 Metallica formed in 1981, as you can see right here, just so I don't forget. <laughs> and now you won't forget because it's on this. We needed to craft a cigar unlike anything in our portfolio. When that would take cigar fans on the deepest, darkest, heaviest journey into the mystical world of Maduro. Full-bodied with notes of espresso, leather, and dark chocolate. Wrapper, 
a binder, a filler that is all Maduro, and they are all grown in separate places. You talk about a heavy leaf cigar. This is beyond passion. This shit is straight amplification. Blackened Cigar M81 by Drew Estate is bold, rich, and powerful enough to satisfy the most experienced cigar connoisseur, but also balanced that new cigar lovers can enjoy its tantalizing smoking experience as well. Blackened Cigars M81 by Drew Estate. Since 1989, Nestor and Mariana Miranda have subscribed to one family, one vision with Miami Cigar and Company. Since their inception, the Miranda family has fulfilled their dream by creating some of the best cigars on the market today. Cigars like Nestor Miranda Special Selection, which is produced in Nicaragua, featuring an oily Nicaraguan Habano wrapper that the Cigar Authority named their 2019 Cigar of the Year. And the Don Lino Africa, which celebrates Nestor's love of big game animals. These soft box-pressed cigars feature an authentic Cameroon binder, which creates delicious nuances and crescendos. Miami Cigar invites you to try these brands at your favorite tobacconist. You only have one life. How will you live yours? Experience the rich tradition of the legendary H. Upman brand with the latest addition to their iconic 1844 line. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo uses a rich, well-balanced blend of Nicaraguan, Honduran, and Dominican tobaccos and an extra-aged wrapper that offers a deep aroma with a bold finish. The H. Upman 1844 Añejo is sure to please adult smokers looking for a delicious, handmade, premium smoke that is aged to perfection. Surgeon General warning, tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. 
What's going on? This is Robert Kelly from Medfit, Massachusetts, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. I hope they have me back. I think I swore too much. Yeah, that was a long time ago when we tried to have you back. We tried to get uh, Bobby Kelly also. Right. And uh, he ended up taking a different gig somewhere else. And he is here in he, New Hampshire right now. He was right at now. Skank Fest. Oh, Skank Fest. <laughs> Skank Fest. So how, how do you compete with Skank Fest? Very illustrious. Yeah? Well, and... Uh, yeah, we thought he'd want to go. Him no, and, I don't know what Skank Fest is, but he, I, it's Skank Fest. He and Bill Burr are good friends. They were roommates in New York for a time. Yeah, All right. Uh, and uh, he's here in uh, Bill um, um, Robert Kelly is here in New Hampshire right now, vacationing. He's got a little house. You know the little houses, legitimately tiny house, tiny house. Uh, he's star- staying in an Airbnb. No, no, he owns it. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, he comes up once a year. He bought a plot of land and plunked a tiny house down on there and comes up in the summer. And uh, I thought possibly he would show up here today. Mm. That's what I thought was happening, but apparently it didn't, unless it happens in the next 30 minutes. I said he's he's here, so uh, he knows what happened, uh, but and he's... I think sorry he didn't go, mm-hmm. but uh, Skankfest might have been great. Yeah, I know Bill Burr was texting all kinds of comedians while it was going on to show them what they were missing. Yeah, and he went on stage that night, talked about it. I, I know two people that went to that and said it was great, but all right, we've got a prize to give away. All right, this week's uh, email of the week is brought to you by the fine folks at Aging Room Cigars. They're giving away an ashtray, a lighter, cutter set, some matches, and a journal. That's nice. In case you run out of gas in the lighter, you got matches. Well, you can write about it in your journal. <laughs> no pen with the journal, though. Huh. You got to supply your own pen. Are you sure? There's not a pen in the little slider thing that's there? I or? mean, if you burn the matches, you can write with the charcoal. I think yeah, that's what while. they were planning. Yeah, so uh, you have a bunch of, uh, a bunch of pencils <laughs> there. Following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. We have not heard from Adam in a while. Adam. And uh, he is, uh, this one's action-packed here. All right. Cigar Authority Show Ideas. Long-time loyal listener here. I appreciate the hard work that goes into every episode. You often ask for show ideas. Here's a list of mediocre, potentially awful ideas that I hope might stoke some better ones. All right, I'm interested. You all are amazing. I'm sorry I missed the September event. Uh, Book club format. What do you know about groups that gather to smoke cigars? Think Mr. J's Shed Night. Structure and ideas. Uh, maybe create a playlist. The I'm a Collector episode. Talk about which cigars age best over longer times. What to do, what to avoid. Uh, top 10 lists are always great. Right or wrong, they create a great discussion fodder. Uh, have the TCA panel recreate the Cigar Journal Awards categories. Fodder, is that a word? Yes. Okay. Yes. Is that what that. happens when the priest touches you? No, that's different. <laughs> Don't uh, touch me, father. For I've sinned. Uh, cigar marketing, packaging, point of purchase, <laughs> advertising, social media. What do you think works well? What are the best things you've seen? What ideas are being missed? And he goes on with a few others, but I'm going to just give this to you because this will spark ideas. All right. Spark them. Whether spark he wins or not. Spark that's Adam. <clears throat> uh, Jonathan writes through the contact us page. Is that you? It is not. Uh, New England Cigar Expo saved my marriage. Oh, oh. God. I'm interested. <laughs> my wife and I went to the Cigar Expo. My wife doesn't smoke, so convincing her to drive six hours and spend two days wow. sitting in a smoke-filled tent wasn't easy. 
We went booth by booth and met the manufacturers together. After hearing about these family businesses and hearing their stories, she started having a good time. By the end of the show, she even encouraged me to buy, yes, more cigars. Wow. Thank you to everybody at Two Guys and the Cigar Liberties for a great time and for saving our marriage. See, I wouldn't have brought her if she didn't like it. Mm. You know, you say, oh, you go shopping or do something else. Oh, no, that's dangerous. Yeah? No, no, you take her so that the only shopping that gets done is you. Well, it ended up working out for him, but I, I would be saved his marriage. Then we'll save his marriage. All right, all right. That's Jonathan saved his marriage. This is oh, that's weird, right? His name yeah. is Jonathan too. Saved his marriage. Go ahead. This is the one I think is going to take the cake. cake? Our, our good friend <laughs> Nicholas writes: Why does Dave hate us? Oh. So I just got done why watching the live wrap-up show. Did you really need to inflict this Dan person on us again? And don't take this as negativity against Dan. What is I'm it? sure. Why did you bring him on? It's as negative as you can get. I'm sure someone somewhere likes this kid. I like him. But what is going on with your mentality that you would put him on the big show a second time? Just look at the antagonistic way he sits. I've wow, never seen body language like that. He must think he's a ghetto superstar or something. Hmm. And how about the tone of voice? Is he trying for a pompous douchebag of the year? I know Mr. J doesn't need well, to defend him. Well, you've got to be liking him. it. It's, it's off of you for once. My God, Dan's yeah, the next You're interrupting the part where he's coming after me. All right, go ahead. I know Mr. J don't need me to defend him, but I'm going to anyways. Listen to me. Mr. J is the king of pompous douchebags. Stay out of his lane. Hey, Dave, is Ed Sullivan there? Yes, yeah. he is. You make that poor guy sit between you and Dan on that other podcast, and he never once hit either of you with a potato or a limerick or whatever the <laughs> Irish use as weapons. Give him a trophy for that. Whiskey bottle. And what were you thinking putting Dan and Mr. J together again? Forget oil and water. I told you, these two are like syphilis and chlamydia, <laughs> and you're giving us a second dose. Again, I hope nobody takes this as a negative type it's email. It's as negative as you can get. But Dave needs to explain what the audience did to make him hate us. Uh, P.S. Can I get a quick R.I.P. for a local store owner? The man James from Smithfield Cigars I know. out there passed away. I know James. Unexpectedly at the end of July. I've been getting my cigars from him for 20 years. Everybody has somebody that helps guide them at the start of their cigar journey. And he was one of the people that did it for me. He put me on Lanceros. Would never upsell anyone. Brought in Garofalo Maduros just for me, among other things. And he was the grumpiest son of a bitch I ever met. R.I.P. James. He was a grumpy guy. Uh, he was a watch collector. He was very nice to me, but not nice to a lot, I of, think, a lot of reps. Mm. I think I know who he was. Oh, with a B and a mustache. Yes, he used to shop. Uh, he would uh, get wholesale from us in Nashua. Yeah. He was a grumpy yeah. son of a bitch. Yeah. Came, <laughs> I always liked him, though. Came on a Sunday. He was good good to me. And um, it, what a shame. What a, what a shame. Uh that being said, which is a, a nice thing that he said at the end after beating up uh, the, the staff here, um, I, I would have to go myself. Just after Dan a little. I'm going with Jonathan, the guy that gave us um, some ideas, gave me some ideas. That anyway. wasn't Jonathan. No. Yeah, that was Jonathan. No. no. You have the Adam. Oh, I, was Adam. Adam. Adam ideas. Adam, I'm sorry. Adam with the ideas, number one, is who I'm picking. Yeah, I'm picking Jonathan. Not right. him, but the Jonathan. Jonathan. Jonathan is the number two guy. Yeah. Oh, this is perfect. And this is number three. So you get it. I get it. 
My man, Nicholas. Wow. He's right. I'm the number one douchebag around here. We can't have Dan trying to slide into my spot. I'm sure Dan doesn't want to be the douchebag of the, of the band. <laughs> you, for some reason, what do they call people like that? That I don't know. awesome, no. Me- mentally ill. Yeah, there's something wrong. Something wrong here. At least Pam gets me. <laughs> All right, let's take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. It's time for news from the insane asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take no prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4 inches by 44 to the absolutely insane 8 inch by 80. Asylum Cigars. (laughs) (laughs) They're coming after our free speech, Dave. I know it. A court in Switzerland fined and sentenced a writer and journalist to 60 days in jail for calling another journalist a fat lesbian in a Facebook video. Was she? Yeah. Can I read? On Monday, controversial Swiss writer Alan Bonet was sentenced by the Lassunane court for the crimes of defamation, discrimination, and incitement to hatred after he criticized Kate Mackerel a fellow journalist who up until the judgment was a proud lesbian of the big bone variety. (laughs) It looks like my ex-wife was right again. It's not what you say or how true it is. It's all in how you say it. And that's not only insane. It's asylum. How, what is the crime to put somebody in jail for 60 days? What is the crime hurt their feelings? But and where is the hate? That if that's what she is, and he just mentioned that that's who, who, what she is, what, why is that hate? Don't go to Switzerland, Dave. You're going to say something that's going to get you I in thought jail. Switzerland was like... Neutral? Neutral. Yeah. It's not neutral. Apparently not. You got to be careful what you say. And what do comedians do down there? I don't think they Yeah, have they them. probably don't play there. I don't think Bill Burr's got any Switzerland dates lined up. <laughs> really? All right. So that's it for there. What does Bill Burr have to say is what's next. So we do have legal copy that we can play. Yeah, this is from his Monday morning podcast. Okay. And, you know, he's been at it longer than you. He started his podcast in 07. That's when he said, you're tasting some smoke. That's where that came from. Yeah. And here is what he says now. We drive down to... uh Manchester, New Hampshire, where I used to do gigs all the time. I used to do that high five gig. Um, But on the way, uh, two guys, cigar company, had a midget wrestling event. And I was the surprise guest announcer with the great Tony V. And they had this thing in a field on somebody's farm. And under the tent, everyone was smoking cigars. It looked like it was 1923 instead of 2023. And then these midgets came out and just beat the fucking shit out of each other in this smoky environment. It was, it didn't, it did not feel legal. (laughs) I mean that in the nicest way. And they brought some food trucks up and one of the food trucks, believe it or not, was from the fucking Kowloon in Saugus. Let me, I got to tell you guys this because people do not understand There is no fucking Chinese food in this country like the fucking Chinese food that is in New England, specifically in the Boston area. Okay, we have most of the shit that you guys have, but we have a couple specialties that aren't around. Chicken fingers. 
Crab Rangoon. And what else? There's something else that you can't get. The way they do the fucking egg rolls is different. Saugus wings. Oh, fuck. There's one other thing. And we ordered it, too. I had crab rangoon, chicken fingers, I had the egg rolls, and then I went out and I watched the midgets kick the shit up of each other. <laughs> I know there was something else, but they have, like, the spare ribs and all that. But if you if you come up here, if the Kowloon's still opening, open because they, they keep saying that they're closing, but every time I come back, they're still open. And then my, my spot in, uh, in Dedham... On Route 1, I, I heard that place just closed. The Pacific Hut or something like that. I can't remember. Um, but you got you to get the crab rangoon. Because what's his face? Uh, Dean's from out west. And he had the crab rangoon. He's like, dude, what the fuck is this? I'm like, this is New England fucking Chinese food. And, I, and I'm telling you, it comes from mainland China. And they're trying to kill us. <laughs> but it's fucking delicious. All right? I think it's there. Like, it's sort of like germ warfare. But they respect, they respect that that's illegal. So instead, they just try to kill us with like heart attacks, you know. Um, so we go down to do the uh, the midget wrestling event, and uh, it's me and Tony V. And let me see if I remember the names here. There was the Bronx Thug. There was the Hollywood Savage. There was Meatball. And uh, my God, who else? that little Captain America dude. Micro America. And then there was the flying high kid. I forget all of the fucking names, but uh, we were giving him shit and they were yelling back at us. Like I pissed Meatball off so much. He was asking me to get in the fucking ring. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, I, but I also watched enough wrestling, but I also know that he's like, I'm going like, is this guy just doing this to get the crowd going? Or is he seriously fucking upset with me? But I met him afterwards and I got a great picture with him and he was totally cool. And uh, I was sitting, smoking a fucking cigar with uh, Tony V outside the tent. And we're just fucking laughing before we even get out there. And I just look at him. I was like, dude, this gig is every fucking reason why I got into this business. I did not want to have a real job. I just wanted to have fun hanging out with a bunch of people that wanted to do that. And that's 100% what that event was. The fucking crowd was amazing. First of all, the midget wrestlers were fucking amazing. They, it was an afternoon gig and they went all out like it was a Saturday night. They were beating the shit out of each other. They were suplexing each other. Meatball did the fucking stinky face. I mean, it was just, it was just fucking next level. You know, the referee was fantastic. Just did not have control of it the entire fucking match. I mean, they were walking up and down the aisles, beating the fuck out of each other. And he was just walking, you know, counting. But he wasn't doing it. Like, perfect, perfect wrestling referee. And, uh, you know, people gave me like a thousand fucking cigars, most of which I'll, I'll, I'll bring down. To, I, I, got, I put a humidor down, uh, down the comedy store. So I bring it down there for the other comics also. So I don't smoke a thousand cigars. I only spoke 1,500 of them. Um, oh, I... 2,000, 1,500. That would have worked better, Bill. Oh, like Jesus. You. So um, there was just some fucking classic lines. I believe their podcast is going to put some of the audio up. Um, it was funny. I sent the pictures to Nia, right? And she was laughing. She goes, that's hilarious. I go, oh, man, it was so much fun. She goes, great. She goes, that's the last time you're doing that, right? <laughs> <laughs> Women just don't get it. They just don't get wrestling. 
<laughs> and you know what? In defense of them, I get why <laughs> I get why they don't get it. But I mean, I walked out of there and all I said was, I'll see you next year. Like I'll fucking I'd pay you to do that gig. You hear that? Yeah, I heard it, and it, we have it on tape, so uh, I'm in for free next year. Uh, that we'll get, hopefully, Bill Burr to come down, uh, and we'll come up with some sort of concept. If they have us back, we'll figure something out. But that's what exactly what you wanted to have, fun, right? Sure. So everybody there, I hope, had fun. That's the whole idea of it. Yeah, we're smoking cigars. What, is, what does that whole event have to do with smoking cigars? The whole experience of it. Let's have the... the Every event I do, I try to bring a comedian in. Uh, I try to have alcohol. If I can do some sort of raffle or something, have some little gambling thing going on in there, and give the whole package. Give all the degenerates the same Everything. effort. Sure. They all Whatever deserve you're into it. Of, uh, I mean, the, what better than buying a ticket to a raffle at a cigar event? For 20 bucks, you got a shot of winning. We had like 20 different items on there that's worth hundreds mm-hmm. of dollars a piece. Uh, along with a chance to get back in. And whatever cigar store you go to, if there's a raffle, let me tell you, it's the best money you could ever spend. Do the math when it comes to how this is. It's the manufacturers donating this stuff yep. to, to make it fun for you. It's, Usually it, the odds are pretty good Oh, for my you. God, they're real good. The, the, the smart ones end up going for $100, and uh, they, they double their money for the most part. Of You, you saw a guy in front that ended up winning like two in a yeah. row, and he won the thing. His name's Jay Bonanno. He's been a customer for years, but he buys a lot of tickets each time he goes because he knows, yeah. okay, I'm going to end up getting a lot out of this. And, uh, you know, yeah, it has it happened that he d- doesn't do it, but the, the odds are in your favor for sure. Uh, next week on the Cigar Authority, it is Rocktober. This is something that's been going on in, in New England for years of this yeah. Rocktober thing. WBCN? BCN, yeah. BCN started years ago. They're not even a station any longer. But um, rock and roll music. So we'll talk about rock and roll music and cigars with none other than Tony V, who was there. Yep. He'll probably tell us what ended up happening after the fact because he, he went on right. with, with Bill after the fact to open up for him at the – um, arena that they play to. They they leave our little group and then they play yeah, to. I think 8,000. Okay. That's a small one for him. Yep. And 8,000. But uh, he had done, uh, if you were paying attention, he did, he, he booked us and then uh, because he was interested to do it. Yeah. And then after that, he, he built had a, a whole bus tour around, around it. The so event. he did two up in Maine, then he did one in New Hampshire, and then he done one in Springfield, yep. and then went back to his regularly scheduled program. While he's up here, why not grab a, a whole bunch of gigs while he's in here? He had a great time, and obviously the door is open for him anytime. I'd love to get him on the show sometime. We've been talking about it for yeah, years. That would be great. Uh, but we'll, we'll Just see. to be able to have the conversation with him and say, listen, you can stop talking shit about smoking cigars. It's actually good for you. Yeah, yeah. He's a guy that uh, overdoes things yeah so you know when he gets into drinking it's too much drinking he gets into drugs it's too much drug and he gets into cigars he's it's like never too much he doesn't know that though. yeah he doesn't true. know doesn't know what he doesn't know yet but that's it uh that is it that is it for us on the cigar authority today uh, as i say next week uh it is rocktober 
rock and roll music, Tony V, uh, who played co-host with Bill Burr, the color commentary. And uh, hopefully we'll get some thumbs up to uh, put those videos out there for you to see. Uh, it came um, out good. It came out really good. Top of the line. Um, so we'll talk about him opening up at Fenway Park for the first time ever for a comedian to open at Fenway Park. And uh, listen, we talk to Tony every week for hours and hours. <laughs> we so we got lots and lots of stuff to cover with him, along with his love of cigars and comedians love with cigars. Yeah. It's a big thing. It's a real thing. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And it's quite possible that you learned something this week, which makes you The Cigar Authority. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.